Welcome home, modern mystic, to the place where your soul-seeking journey will never feel lonely again. Welcome to the place where wonder and awe are an everyday occurrence, where transformation and alchemy are the name of the game, and where you always leave more empowered and expanded than you were when you came. I'm Haley Winter, and I invite you to meet me here at the bridge where science, psychology, and spirituality merge. And together, we'll explore the magic and mystery of this human experience. This is your guide to the universe. Hey there, Mystic. Happy Sunday, or whatever day of the week it happens to be when you're listening to this episode. For our very first episode of Soul and Spirit Sunday, I want to share with you some really profound and impactful intuitive wisdom that I derived from a personal practice, a meditative inner dialogue that I experienced a few weeks ago when working with the star card. And considering we just this week had the new moon in Aquarius and we welcomed Aquarius season just a few days ago, I guess like a week ago, at this point. (laughs) I figured this would be a timely time (laughs) to share this episode because the themes are very Aquarian. So with that said, join me on our very first Soul and Spirit Sunday for an adventure with the star card all about the naked truth about self-love. So let me give you a little bit of context on where all of this came from. Every morning, I go through a tarot self-coaching practice of pulling one tarot card to anchor into throughout that day. Now, sometimes I ask really specific and intentional questions, like the ones that I help my clients create in their tarot coaching spreads. Other times, though, if I don't have anything specific that's on my mind or that I want to work through that day, I'll just pull a card and meditate with it, and I'll allow my intuition to guide me in discovering whatever lesson is available for me to learn that day. And the experience that I'm going to share with you in this episode takes the latter format, a free-flowing, intuitively guided meditation. Interestingly, this meditation happened before Aquarius season began, but like I was saying before, the themes that came through fit the Aquarian energy to a T, which is not surprising considering that the star is, of course, the major arcana card associated with Aquarius, but a fun synchronicity nonetheless. So I'm going to be sharing with you a literal play-by-play of my meditative dialogue, and you'll hear how the Aquarian themes of individuality and authenticity, as well as the Uranian and 11th house themes of empowerment and connection and community, really come through as the experience unfolds. And I think that now that we're fully in the thick of Aquarius season, this is the perfect time to share the truly timeless wisdom that came through here. We're in the perfect season to practice embodying these profound truths and creating positive change within and around us as a result. 
As a quick disclaimer, I don't break down the actual astrology of Aquarius season in this episode, so if you want more on that, check out this week's Witchy Wednesday episode about the new moon in Aquarius that's already up, and it can tell you a bit more in depth about these themes from an astrological vantage point. But keep your ear out as you listen to this episode for these Aquarian themes and really tune in to your own intuition and see how these ideas resonate with you and what commitments you can make with regards to the way that you show up and embody your truth this Aquarius season. This experience really profoundly impacted me and continues to do so to this day. Not a day has gone by since I did this meditation where I haven't thought about these themes that came through. And I really think it can be just as impactful for you. Also, one last quick note. If you have your own tarot deck, I highly recommend pulling out your star card. It's number 17 in the Major Arcana, just in case you're not sure. And if you don't have a deck handy, you can also look up a picture online and I will link a picture in the show notes as well to support you. I recommend the visual because you can really use it to develop your own intuitive connection with the symbolism and the archetype of the card as the episode plays. I used the traditional Smith Rider weight deck for this particular meditation, just for reference, and that's the image that I'll link in the show notes, but you can feel free to use any deck that resonates with you. Obviously, if you use a different deck, some of the visual references I might make in this episode could differ from your imagery, but that's totally okay. The diversity of symbolism is part of the magic of tarot. And of course, as with all things, take what resonates from this episode and leave the rest. You'll know intuitively what feels true and meaningful for you, so take it for what it's worth and lean in with curiosity. Okay, so... To begin my process for this meditation, I allowed myself to slip into a relaxed state after pulling my card, and I was gazing at it softly. And I created a sort of mental movie scene where I was in the actual scene of the card, watching the woman in the star. Right off the bat, I found this interesting because I distinctly saw myself as separate from her, as an observer of her rather than seeing the scene through her eyes. And that's a really interesting thing to take note of when you're working with tarot in general, is who are you in the scenario? So I thought this was interesting, that I was separate from her and I was observing her. Now at first, when I first began this meditation, I actually felt a little bit blocked. And so I just started talking to her in my mind. I told her that I felt confused and that I wasn't sure why I was there or what she had to share with me. And she just looked at me and she smiled and she kept on doing what she was doing, which was pouring her jugs of water onto the earth and into the pond. And then I decided to ask her some questions. I asked her, how do I shine my light brighter? How do I unblock my light? And she started talking to me about self-love, which didn't really surprise me at first because I often work with the star as one of my main self-love anchor energies in the tarot. But then she caught me off guard when she asked me, do you really love yourself? 
And it made me think, it gave me pause. I started to answer the question and I thought, well, I love things about myself and I think I take actions that promote my self-love. There are definitely areas to improve on though and areas to grow. And as I was kind of thinking through my response to this question and also my reaction to this question, it made me realize that self-love isn't really something that can be quantified with a yes or no question. It's more a matter of how do you love yourself? And so I started to ponder that question. How do I love myself? And while I was thinking about that, she asked me if I would do what she was doing, meaning would I, like the woman in the star card, kneel naked in the wilderness and perform a task that nobody understood? She has two jugs of water, the woman in the star, and she's pouring one onto the ground and the other she's seemingly pouring back into the water where she got it from. And it's kind of confusing. Like, why is she doing what she's doing? She's naked. She's got her knee on the ground. Her foot is floating in the water. Actually, it's not in it. It's on it. It's on top of the water. And she's just doing her thing. And so she asked me again, would you do what I'm doing right now? Would you kneel naked in the wilderness for everyone to see performing a task that no one understood? And I said, no, I don't think I would. And she said, then you need to strengthen your foundation of self-love. And she explained to me that she does what she does because she knows that she must She knows her truth, and by following her truth, she honors herself, and she loves herself by doing so. She explained to me that it doesn't matter what other people think or say, and she said that it may very well be that no one will ever understand why she's doing what she's doing, but that's not the point. It doesn't matter if anyone else understands. She knows what she's there to do, and she knows why she's there to do it. She knows her truth. And she honors her truth. And by honoring her truth, she honors herself. And by honoring herself, she loves herself. And that is enough for her. And this made me realize that a true and pure form of self-love that I think is really underappreciated lies in honoring our truth without feeling the need to justify why, or rationalize what it is, or convince anyone or have anyone else's approval. Truly loving yourself happens when you're so committed to your truth that fulfilling that truth and honoring it through action is enough for you. When your own approval of yourself is what matters most, you're willing to follow your truth no matter what others think because it's your own commitment to yourself that's your marker of fulfillment, your marker of success, your marker of love. And she said to me that even though no one understands what she's doing, she does it anyway, and she does it gladly, and it brings her joy because she knows that by honoring her truth, she's honoring what's divine in her. And she explained to me that by doing that, By honoring her truth, she naturally has the effect 
of nourishing and nurturing and healing the world around her. She brings growth and light wherever she goes just by honoring her truth. It's a natural side effect. I mean, if we break this down literally, right, based on the symbolism, she's kneeling on the earth and she's pouring water onto the flowers around her. And that's her truth. That's what she has to do. She has to kneel naked and pour water onto the earth. You might not understand why, I might not understand why, but it doesn't matter. She understands why. That's her truth. And as a natural result of that, the earth is nourished and the flowers are nourished. They can grow. And the message there, the metaphor there, is that that's what happens when we truly love ourselves by honoring our truth. And when honoring our truth becomes our most foundational measure of success, the natural byproduct of that is a healing, loving, nurturing ripple effect on others, on the earth, and on the soul of the universe. And that is what allows her to shine brightly. There's nothing clouding the truth of who she is. She's not trying to dim her truth to fit in or conform to please anyone else. And just by being and by honoring that truth of who she is, she becomes a beacon. She becomes a light. She becomes a source of hope. And that's what's available to us all. We can choose to make honoring our own truth our own North Star. And the power in that is that when we honor our truth, we cannot go wrong. And when we honor our truth, we can't do harm. And that's not to say that everyone is going to love or approve of or agree with or understand what we do when we honor our truth. It's never the case that everyone gets it. But if anyone has an adverse reaction to you embodying your truth, that's not a sign that your truth is wrong. It's a sign of healing work that they have to do. And we all experience that aspect of it as well, by the way. (laughs) We all experience being triggered by other people's truths. We all have opinions and ways of being that we don't agree with, but that doesn't take away the validity of another person's truth, no matter how much we wish it would. It only shows us where we need to heal and where we need to commit to loving and accepting ourselves more, because it's only by doing that that we can truly be authentic and we can truly be loving and accepting of others as well. It's interesting because when I first started meditating with the star, the first thing that came to me was my soul family, my soul sisters in particular. And that's something that I've personally been working on calling into my life a lot in the last couple of years. I was drawn to the symbol of the seven stars surrounding the large star in the Smith Rider Waite depiction of the card, and I thought of the seven sisters, the Pleiades, and it made me think of my soul family. And I asked, how can I call my soul family to me? And that was actually how I began the conversation. And it was so interesting to experience how it began as something relatively others-focused, but it centered very quickly back in the truth that in order to be a beacon to those that will resonate with me on a soul level, I need to be willing to share the authentic truth of who I am. Because that's what people are magnetized to. They're magnetized to the truth of who you are. 
And if you're not embracing that, if you're not sharing that, you're not giving anyone else a chance to see that. And as a result, they're not going to feel that call towards you. And interestingly enough, that requires ambivalence to other people's opinions. It requires you to not care, to not be dictated by what other people think. Searching for approval and searching for true connection and community are not the same thing. And if it's approval that you want, then manipulating how you show up to make other people comfortable could work for you. But if it's true soul-level connection and community that you're searching for, nothing short of your authentic truth will do. You need to embrace all of who you truly are and be willing to share that because that is how you become a beacon. That is how other people can see your light and recognize it as the light that they've been searching for. And so, that's my message for you today from the star card. How can you become so anchored in your truth that you're willing to embody it no matter what others think? Because when you can do that, you'll naturally heal and nourish the world around you, and you'll naturally become a magnetizing beacon to your soul family. So, there you have it. A healthy dose of some much-needed soul medicine from the star card. I encourage you to take some time today to integrate, and if you haven't looked at the star card yet, definitely take a look and see what your intuition has to say about the symbols and the imagery. I would love to continue on the conversation with you, and if anything comes up for you, please drop me a DM on Instagram or send me an email. All of my contact information is always linked in the show notes for you. I love to hear the different things that everyone's intuition brings up for them. It's such an expansive way to go deeper with these cards and deeper with the wisdom that they offer. I also encourage you to ask yourself some of the questions posed by the star, and I have a few that I'll share with you. So feel free to use these as journal prompts, or if you want to pull more cards for these, or just, you know, prompts for meditation and reflection. So the first question is, are you in touch with your own truth? The second question, do you know what it would mean for you to live your life in alignment with that truth? Third question, is your truth connected to your experience of success and fulfillment? Or how is your truth connected to your experience of success and fulfillment? Fourth question, how can you become so committed to your truth that you're willing to honor it regardless of other people's opinions? Fifth question, how would living in alignment with your truth have a healing effect within and around you? And seventh and final question of the day, how would it help you in connecting with people who truly resonate with you on a soul level? And with that, I leave you to integrate and reflect and connect more deeply with yourself today. From my true self to yours, I thank you for spending this time with me today. I can't wait to talk to you again tomorrow. Namaste, my friend.
Thank you so much for joining me today for this adventure into the realm of cosmic consciousness. I'm infinitely stoked and eternally grateful to have you by my side on this journey. If you valued this episode, make sure you subscribe and stick around for more magic. And if you want to cultivate some extra good karma, go ahead and write a five-star review or share this episode so that other modern mystics can find their way home to us. I can't wait to connect with you again tomorrow. Now go get them, you infinitely powerful being you.